Log on to SweetRhythmRadio.com. 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 Tell a friend. No, tell all your friends. It's Sweet Rhythm Radio. That's right, Sweet Rhythm. Good night to each and every one of you guys. Good night, um... Jamaican chick, good night, Granville. Good night to Sugar. And tonight, good night to any and everyone out there. How you guys doing? Let, first, let me apologize. We're starting late. We're having some challenges with transportation wise and other challenges like that. So, let me apologize for a late start. But we promise you that it will be worth it. Alright? Thanks for hanging in there. The topic tonight is. How to take a horn. Yeah, that's the topic tonight. How to take a horn. I will let M introduce herself. She's here with me tonight. As usual. M, the floor is yours. Oh, my apologies. Sorry, everybody. Good night. Sweet Rhythm family, it is a pleasure to be here another Tuesday night. Um, this is a very interesting topic, and one actually lots of us need um, info on, because it happens to lots of us in different ways. And how do we deal it? How do we process it? How do we really take it in and come out of it, you know, looking like winners and being okay after? Uh, so... I'm just going to jump right into my view on it. And the title was not done by me, but you all understand. I assume what taking a horn means. So we're talking about dealing with the after effects of infidelity. We're basically talking about how, how to manage, how to cope, how to whatever. Truthfully, I believe that many of us lay ourselves up for it because we don't stop thinking about the fact that we don't trust our partners. And if you're in a relationship and you are void of the trust, many times you are in many ways sending your partner out there for someone else to have because you just are uh, so... Uh, um, 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 let me interject here, just so that I'll be clear. You're telling me that every time that I harm my partner, it was because she was sending me bad bad words, right? So really, truly, it was not my fault that I harmed her. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying sometimes, like however... I'm sorry. Yes, it, it would sound like that. I am saying that a lot of times, we so believe our partner is going to cheat. We create the environment to make it easy to do so. We create a, a contentious environment at home. We create a lot of negativity. We are untrusting. We keep putting it out there that you're going to. We keep acting like we don't trust you and you're suspicious. And people think that that gives them permission to then go ahead and do what they were going to do anyway. The point I'm making about that thinking is that that is a torture. Don't think about it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen with or without you. It does not require you putting then extra energy and then so making yourself, driving yourself crazy with the thought of this thing that's going to happen. That you're not sure. It's like sitting down thinking about earthquakes all day or being hit by a hurricane or any other tragedy constantly. 
you are actually um, being unkind to yourself. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. The case is, what are you going to do if it does happen? How are you going to bounce back from that? All right. Now that Emma has made it very clear that whenever I stepped out, it wasn't my fault. I just um got to play a little music and come right back to you guys. <laughs> Remember, the digits here, 246 572-0258. And I feel so good about this show because now I know it wasn't my fault. Oh, Lord.
get ahead on this topic. Now last week when we left, we were talking about infidelity and when you have actually committed the crime of infidelity or if you only think about it. My views on the topic is that if I sat down and think about robbing the bank, I can do that for the rest of my life until I step foot and make an attempt to rob that bank, I have committed no harm. So, I treat infidelity the same way. Until I step out, hail JC goodnight. Until I step out and actually take the matter into my hand, and you know what I mean, then I have not done anything wrong. So, if I'm hiding my phone calls, or screening my phone calls, or ducking and not letting nobody see me, until I have actually done something, I am innocent. So, and what is your thought on that? <laughs> you know, the only reason that you're bringing that up is because you know my feeling on that. Truthfully, people get all wound up over if they have done the act or they haven't done the act. The act is not sex. That's not where the betrayal, the betrayal lies. The betrayal lies in the emotional attachment you have with someone else that I personally want you to have with me only. The sex is also a factor in it, but often it's the fact that you want to share all these stories with this individual. It's the fact that you want to... Um, share your time with this individual is the fact that this individual excites you and I no longer do that is the cheat for the other individual because what it is at the end of the day is, is about the rejection and that's what we talk about when we say taking a horn what we are taking is really rejection we feel that this other person we love rejected us when in truth and in fact it often has nothing to do with the thought about you at all, it has only to do with a selfish act to please that other person's desire or need. A need that often you cannot in any way fill. It has to be filled by them themselves. And so often one of the things that we make the mistake in doing is taking the horn personally. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up there, back up there. Now I'm going to be on the receiving end now. So you're telling me that if I get horn, I should take it personal? Is that what you said? Yes, it is not a, a attack of who you are or what you are. I get horned. Look, let me tell you what happened when a man get horned. First thing is lose weight. I've seen 400 pound men come to 155. As a matter of fact, right now, I put it on so much weight, I think it might be a good thing to get horned because you lose weight. Right? You stop eating. You can't go work. You don't concentrate. If things get bad, you shoot the outside man and the woman. And then you try to poison yourself. But don't take it personal. How can you do that? How can you, take a, how can you get a hard and don't take it personal? Okay. That's the point I'm making. It's the rejection that causes those pains. That causes you to stop eating. To... What was the other one? Near kill somebody. Um, lose an inordinate amount of weight. Lose your luster for life. 
And a rejection hits you just as hard as if you'd physically been shot, physically been stabbed. It has the same impact on you, your whole body. Even your synapses, it has the exact same impact. But, 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 but the, the rejection from a hand, okay, suppose I go up to a girl mm. and try to talk to her. Mm. And she brushed me off. That's rejection. Yes. But somehow the rejection from a hand, like it does get multiplied 500 times. Because it's with someone you love. It's someone you've obviously spent time with. It's someone you had a certain amount of mental investment. And whatever it is you believed, if you expected a hand, you would have a different reaction to if you never expected one. So it, the wound is even 10 Wait times worse. No, 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 no. Come on, man. We are living. You got to always expect a horn. Right. But if you actually believe that your relationship was so solid, you weren't going to get horned. When you got horned, you would take it 10 times worse than if you always had that general aloofness of anybody could miss us and, and Oh, so the fellow that think that he can't get a horn, he's stuck at the hardest. Always. Because he's being narcissistic. Because he's, he's thinking, oh, well, of course nobody would ever but, horn but, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What's that big word you use again? Just sorry, now? sorry. No, no, use it again. Use Narcissistic. It so, so that I can use it. <laughs> yeah. I can't get pronounced, but I, 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 nah. so I don't take it. Like a hard name, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness, Kimmy, you are a trip. <laughs> I can play a true to come right back. Remember the digits 246 <laughs>
Jesus, I'm fearful. I can't take it anymore. I don't want to be a murderer. You know, during the break just now, I mean, I was discussing the fact that different people take on different than some people. And that women in general can take a horn better than a man due to the fact that most men go the wrong puffing up the chest believing they can't get a horn where women always expect to get a horn. So if a woman always expects to get a horn, she's always more mentally prepared and emotionally ready to take the horn. So how does she, if that is true, how does she answer the question that statistically more women flies off the handle and kill the men over horns than men do with women. How do you answer that, man? Where you got the statistical information from? I just play with my head. <laughs> <laughs> See, with the family, please know that that is not normally where I pull my statistics from Glenville's head. I never pull my statistics from Glenville's head. What I will say is, good grief, that actually that's not true. Um, it's all about what you expect and what you don't expect. And even with rejection, depending on how you brace yourself for it, how good your self-esteem is, how fragile or not fragile your ego is, you handle things differently. And rejection is a great amount of stress. And a lot of times, if you wrap it up with your ego and your self-esteem, it can be a deadly co um, concoction because a person whose ego is very puffed up, as, as I'm going to use um, KB's word, very puffed up, and on top of that, although they front that they have a great self-esteem, they actually have a very fragile self-esteem, so they can't handle much insult. They can't take anybody seeing them anything less than perfect. Um do not handle the rejection stress well. And often feels like everybody's looking at them. What are people saying about them? That automatically becomes where their entire worry comes from. What are people saying about me knowing that I had a horn? If you listen to people talk about horns, it often they're saying is, who knew? And, oh, this body knew and they didn't say anything. And what am I thinking? They must think I soft. They must think I foolish. All these different things you're worried about what people are saying. When in truth and in fact, that is some of the least of your worries. Everybody actually, most, most people probably, will still have to go through, through something like, it. even if it's not a horn, another type of rejection. And so everybody has their days of rejection. And so as a result, it's not always a case that warm bodies, you know, that it's something you should be embarrassed about. Truthfully, beyond that, it is the fact that maybe you've been lied to, maybe you've been cheating on, and you then judge yourself as being foolish for not noticing those infractions. But they're easy not to notice because they often happen in times you weren't paying attention or you wouldn't have been paying attention in the first place. So... The long and short of how to, not, how to take a horn is making sure that you realize how much of it is not your fault. Because you need to understand a lot of it, we believe, is our fault. Wait Women take it Wait personally. Wait a minute, M. M. you trust you about on me, man. When you started this conversation, you made it very clear that whenever I step out, 
it was my partner's fault for creating an atmosphere of distrust. So I acted upon that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying that that if I get hurt, it's not my fault? I'm saying it's, it has really nothing to do with your... It is choice. When you decide to become an infidel... Um, <laughs> Uh, a gay horn. Good night, so, good night so, <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Right. <laughs> um, I, I can let, I can let M give you some advice on how to handle that horn. <laughs> right. KB was just saying that I twisted my mouth, but let me explain. You can create the atmosphere, yes. But beyond that, the desire of the individual who does the who, who does the actual act, has more to do with their own needs. It's either their need for attention. It is either their need to connect, that they don't feel they're connecting with their present partner. It is their need to find a, a, a temporary solution to their unhappiness. It is their need to find, it is their need to wander. And it often has nothing to do with how good you are, how good you are not, what you do, what you don't do, how much money you provide, how good you treat. It has nothing to do with that because it's not about you. It's about them and their need. I am not telling you that sometimes in your suspicious nature, you make people so unhappy, then they're seeking elsewhere and outside. But what I was trying to tell you when I was saying that point was, why give it all of your energy? Why sit down and think about it all the time? And a lot of us do. A lot of us actually believe. I've heard women say men are no good. All of them is cheats. You really can't walk around thinking like that and then not expect to get what you believe manifest. Because there you are believing, um, oh, well, it's going to happen. Well, if it's going to happen, then why are you so upset when it does if you were so anticipating it? You should treat it like a hurricane and then just buy the necessary supplies. But no, you say you can't trust men, you can't do this. And often, many of these women and people that I've heard say those same things are infidels themselves. But when they're doing it, the judgment is different. It's, it's, it's seen in a different light and it's seen, um, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but they're never quite as hard on themselves as they are on others. And if you really look at yourself, you totally understand why you do it. Some people do it to keep their relationship going because they love their partner because they've been with them for so many years, they know them so well, but they're bored with them because they don't do nothing new and they refuse to flex from their original position. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's me, that's me. I must, I must admit that's me. Mm. Um, I've cheated once or twice. Each time is because um, I, I needed I needed something. So you know, family, the digits here is 246-572-0258. We can play a tune and come right back to you.
telling us is that people will get horned sometimes it's your fault that your partner horn you and sometimes it's just your fault um the partner fault and you need to know you need to understand sometimes let's say um i'm, I'm going to talk in the first person all right let's say my partner might be horning me and because i develop a, a attitude of trusting and complacency and i not doing the things they're supposed to do, and I push them away, stuff like that. Another time, my partner might be hurting me because she feels the need to do stuff. So it's a two-way street when you get horned. The bottom line is you will get horned sometimes. Now, if you're like me, right, I've been praying all way consistently for the last 20 years. You know why? Because I don't worry about if I get horned. My dad always tell me, you don't peep buying a good woman. And uh, a bad woman don't work for people behind. Plus, I take precautionary measures, huh? I never come home before calling home first. Because I don't walk come home and find nothing that disturbs my equilibrium. I don't walk come home and find a man younger than me or bigger than me that can beat me. So I just call home first. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. And we are killing she's a laugh, right? <laughs> um, the truth is, is that Ryan always, that's DJ Pumpkin, sorry, mm. always says a horn is only a horn if you take it on. Mm. But the truth is, both of you just take it on. I get you. So, let's look at, okay, so you get a horn. What do you do now what? that you have got a horn? Where do we go next? And where do I do go after I get this horn? 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's taken me a while to compose myself here with KB. He does not make it easy on me at all. Um, right. Having been horned, first of all, a lot of times, like I was I was going into the ego part. A lot of times we we start by beating ourselves up. Beating ourselves up over we didn't know how could we let this happen for so long? What were we doing wrong? All these different questions. And truthfully, that's not the way to solve it or to feel better because ultimately all you really need to do is to get to a better emotional place because when you're in a better emotional place, you make better decisions any which way. So then before you decide what you're going to do with the relationship, you need to get in a better emotional place. We have lots of offhand reactions to, to being horned, like the rage and the anger and you beat upon the body or you feel the need to, to physically... To, all of those are coming out of places where you're not at your best anyway. So, although they're understandable, they're not necessarily where you want to go. What you really want to be focusing on is, how am I going to heal myself? I got to heal myself so I can get myself back to, to where I'm at my best, so I can make good decisions about where I'm going from here. And let me just say, I am not a candidate for saying, he harmed me, so I left. I think that that's a big jump. And you need to know for sure that you're ready for the breakup. You're ready for the end of the relationship. And you're ready. You have a plan for your move on. I do agree with that, M, because you should be able to take a horn. Any, 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 any man or woman, um, and I'm speaking now to one of my listeners, any man or woman should be able to take a horn. Hey, by the way, good afternoon. Um, That's um, uh, anonymous guest. Good afternoon to you. Yes, go ahead, Em. I will say. <laughs> right. And the reality is, is that rather than beating yourself up, you need to remind yourself about how fantastic you are. And that the truth of the matter is, is that this is about your partner making their choices for them. So, yes, it may be selfish. Yes, it may be whatever. But the first thing you need to focus on is, look, I'm a great catch. Nothing's changed. I am great. I am. I was always a good person. I've not, you know. I don't think I but even acknowledge you. Don't think not you always true. You have to look at your positives, however slight they are, at the time. You can then make assessments on. I didn't do enough. After you've gotten yourself back to, okay, I'm not a complete. I'm not completely deserving of this level of pain, right? So this pain hurts like hell, and I want it to stop. And you need to tell yourself the things that make it stop first. You then can make an assessment of yourself in the relationship during a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And a lot of times in our conversations, after we find out about the cheat, for one, the conversation is initiated by the hurt one. Wrong. Conversation needs to be initiated by the body doing the cheat. Because that person needs to explain. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me... Mm -hmm. That my partner went out and cheated on me. Mm -hmm. But now I'm supposed to wait until they come in and start a conversation? You can bring up the fact of your pain. Uh-huh. But you really aren't dealing with anything other than expressing and relieving your pain. So you're venting, right? So You're allowed to vent all you want. But for the conversation now to be about the healing of the relationship, that has to come from the body who stepped out. Because they would need to be starting with an apology. And suppose it don't come. Suppo okay, okay. Suppose the apology never comes. That's fine. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. 
I'm a good, loving husband. Yes. I provide for the house. Yes. I provide for the kids. Mm -hmm. I make sure that everything is taken care of physically, financially. Mm -hmm. You stepped out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I'm not the greatest lover in bed. Maybe because you're just damn greedy. For whatever reason, you step out. Mm -hmm. What make you think and now I'm talking to you, M. What makes you think mm -hmm. that my partner can come back to me with an apology when I stand up for this crap? Well, first of all, like I was saying before, you got to determine, you have to be in a place where you can make the decision if you stand up for this crap or if this relationship is worth saving. You cannot actually make your best decision in the pain that you're presently in. So making rash decisions to look good or because everybody else is going to look at you and what they're going to say and all the people and the neighbors know this boy, you know, and all that foolish reasons is not a good reason for you to end the relationship there. So, so, so you first need to work on, you know what, I need to create some distance with you so I can heal me. So, so you shut back at your body um, while you're feeling the pain. No, it's so, not a good so idea. So when I lose it all that weight, I shut back up with you. No, 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 no. Often that losing weight is when the boy left you. Two different things. The harm you are left. No, man. I can, I, can they're, call they're, several, I can call several names that got harmed in the woman's stand. And the, it the, didn't change the weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gone from a size 25 to a size 4. Well, the point I'm making is still that they still have not dealt with their pain. Who have not dealt with the, the person, person who's the been person harmed? Who get, so, so, basically, until you come to terms with that pain, you yes. should stay in that relationship. Yes. Isn't that isn't that like counterproductive? So you in the family, what you all think? If you all get a horn and they're paying you, will you stay in that relationship? Let me play a tune here where you want to come back to me. Remember, digits 
It's time me out to say goodbye. Good night. Guess. Anonymous guess. Good night. Welcome. Okay. Conversation here. That I'm supposed to stick in a relationship that is causing me pain. And until I come to terms with that pain, then making a decision why in that pain may be detrimental to my well-being. I'm not sure that I follow that argument because my instinct time is if um, something is causing me pain, to pluck it out. You know, the, the old Bible said that if your right hand offend you, chop them off. And that is my view. So, if something is causing me pain, my instinct is to Getting rid of it, that thing that causes me the pain as soon as possible. But no, M is telling me that may not be my best course of uh, thing. And please explore on that some more. Okay. Um, all right. If you can get past the the hurt ego, and you can get past, and the hurt ego is really what you want to get from around them or whatever. You're worried about how you look. You are, but you haven't really processed if you've stopped loving this individual. You haven't processed, or you're not even in a place to process the why. Why did this individual step out? Because sometimes you ask yourself that. And if you're going to ask that question, then you, you probably still want to save the relationship because there's still so many other things you have invested in it. For example, if there's, there's marriage where there's a kid, there's a house, there's a mortgage, there's a whole host of things that the Drop it and leave is not as easy as you want. Plus, there's time. You can find out about horn, and it doesn't change the fact it's still going on. Because the person has not yet dealt with their demon that caused it. Or their, no, no, don't want to call it a demon either. Whatever their reasoning is. So, yes, you're aware of it, but it doesn't change the fact that they still have an attachment to this individual. Emotional, sexual, or otherwise. There are many times. Um, where the person is just not ready to give up that relationship. But technically, neither are you or neither do you feel you're in a position to, especially when there's a financial bind sometimes. So, yes, you found out he, he or she may be cheating, but unfortunately, your bill so tied up with theirs, the, the walk away is, is not as cut and dry as people like to make it sound. So really, my argument is, if you're stuck where you have to stay, which most of us are, even if it ain't marriage, you still have some attachment that is not an easy get up the next morning and find yourself somewhere else. It's a reality you got to rough it through for a period. So how do you handle the rough it through period? You got to be really kind to you. You got to take the days that are bad as they come and acknowledge them. Take the days that are good and come and acknowledge them. And be honest with you at all times about how you feel, about where your rage lies, about your levels of disappointment, and address them as they come up. But not avoid them, not pretend it isn't happening, not just say, um, look, the lashing out and saying mean things and whatever doesn't make you feel any better at the end of the day. It's a quick fix or it acts like it is or it acts like it's the thing to do, but you don't actually feel better. What actually feels better is acknowledging that yes, you love somebody who could hurt you on this level. Yes, you you actually still have feelings 
and very deep feelings about this individual who has ripped her heart out, chewed it up, spat it out, and then drove over it. You've got to acknowledge that that's the reality is. And then compliment yourself for being able to love someone so harsh. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure she's talking about women, but you, you're right, you know, because we can't do that. Can't do bitch, but. We, we can't just walk, you know, like, go through life like if nothing ever happened, um, taking the good when it comes and the bad when it comes. The truth is, is that if you are in pain, you want out, right? I want out. And how you going to get out? I walk away from it. And walking away gives you no more ease. Walking away leaves you then with the other problem. Because now you're dealing with rejection. And you've gone for rejection to add on to that loneliness. Because don't forget, this person has stepped out on you. But before you found out they stepped on you, your life remained consistent in a certain way. So yeah, 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 but, um, everything from going work to the thing, there were certain points when you two were constantly connecting. Even although this person found moments to steal out and do something by themselves. And you're going to move from rejection and add rejection to loneliness. You're definitely looking to lose weight. Well, okay. Or get sick. Sometimes they tell you that love is not enough. Uh, sometimes you may have to... You may love somebody. There's a... There's a um, but you may have to just... Love them and leave them. Yeah, because... You may have to just walk away because that love is destroying you. Mm -hmm. The love that you feel for that thing or that person mm -hmm. is... It's causing you not to think straight. Mm -hmm. It's causing you to do things that you really and truly be better off not okay. doing. And I'm saying that regardless of how much I love you, mm -hmm. way I can take a certain amount of rejection, it depends on the level. I will get it down to level 15, which is the hardened area. I'm not sure I cut out for that. I am not you sure. know, the human's heart and the human's capacity, willpower, is just unmeasurable. It like desire. It grows and it is consistent. So when I hear you talk about you don't think you can, well, you can do anything. You can forgive. You can decide to. Because guess what? When you really put it in perspective and you look at what you do it, what shocks you that she can want to do it too? What shocks you that she didn't do it for no good reason other than she the curious? What this man does feel like, taste like, whatever. What would shock you that you ain't just as human as she is and at any second, the right woman come along, you the same thing or have been doing the same thing? No, 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 no. You're confusing the issue here. What's, how am I confusing this? You're assuming that I heard it too. I'm not heard it. I'm not assuming I'm, that you're heard it. I'm assuming I'm, that you are as I'm, human I'm, as she is and I'm, you can I'm heard right. Honest husband mm -hmm. who will not step out on my way. Yep, 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 mm -hmm. yep. Honest fellas, honest. Mm -hmm. And we are not. And, 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 <laughs> <laughs> let me say a true there. Yep, yep, yep.
to us having a frank conversation you know a lot of times we're in relationships and we get into a a rhythm and we get into a rhythm and because we so want to avoid the arguing that we do which we fear so much we start having really frank conversations so you already think you pre-know everything he's going to say or she's going to say 
And all I know, she can react to that. So I ain't going down that road. Or I want to noise with she. So I answer she that. So you start having certain level conversations all together. And you start going on your premonition or your perception of how your partner will react. And you start missing your real core conversations. Those deep ones that really deal with the crux of the matter. And since we're ever-changing beings, how I feel today about something is not necessarily how I feel about it tomorrow. And you shouldn't fit yourself or your partner into a box of assuming the worst about them, either the worst in their reactions or the worst in their views on things. You need to constantly keep at it, I suppose, and, and really have deep conversations. So the harness happened. Where do we go from here? Are you ready to stop it? The answer to that might be no. The answer to that might be no, I have not fulfilled my desire. I took a while to get here, and I'm going to take a while to get out. Because to tell you, yes, when in truth and in fact, I know I'm over the individual that I gone know and get myself involved with, is lying to you too. Is lying back to the relationship and sending the relationship back where it was, if not worse. You're saying that, that if you ask, if the, if the, if, the, if I find out, yeah, you look at me, you say, um, oh yeah, oh. if you find out the uh -huh. person who 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 got cheated on, yes, uh, you look at the cheater, uh huh, and say, okay, well, so you been done with the person, uh huh, you being unrealistic. So so wait a minute, let me get this straight. See, with the family, let me let me choose my words carefully. And wanna know I can't do that, right? No. But let me try to choose my words carefully. <laughs> you saying that when I get cheated on, yeah. I'm supposed to ask my partner if she's done with the outside man? No, no, not you're supposed to. Often that question comes up. Oh, you ask as the in, if you're done. Wait, now that I've found out, are you all going to end your, your relationship? Are oh. you in the body you cheating? We can end the relationship. Oh, I see. And often to appease, to sound good, so she probably wants your sign for you. People will say, she or he will say yes. But in truth and in fact, the only reason you're stopping is because you got caught, not because you were finished, not because you were ready, not because you've matured, not because you fixed your own desire. So the reality is often that's a lie. So you're going to go back and you're supposed to be healing the relationship. You go back and you start with a lie. You're saying that lie to appease me. You're saying that lie because you don't want me to hurt anymore. But to tell me yes. And then I find out that you're gone back. is going to hurt me ten times more because. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I cheated on you. Yes. And you come and ask me. Wait. You done with Mary? What do you think the answer going to be? What I honestly think the answer is going to be? Yeah. No. The answer is going to be always yes. That I done with Mary. It, it, it doesn't matter if I just get up off of Mary. Or if I plan to go and lay down on Mary next week. Or to even next five minutes. Exactly. The answer is going to always be yes, I done with Mary. Right. And that would be a lie. But, but that. So, and that so why are you going to create more pain. Why are you going to ask a question that oh, you know you're going to get well, later? That is exactly what I was going to get to. That. We often ask that question, and it's a question we need not ask. Uh -huh. Mr. Scott, you see, it's a question that's going to create us more pain and force the partner 
into either a lie or being exceedingly harsh with you hearing something you can't handle. So what I was going to say is better questions asked are, is there something that Mary offers emotionally to you that I don't seem to fulfill anymore? What, what emotion got to do with it? You see, I need to know that emotion doesn't have anything to do with it. Oh, I need oh, to know wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm. All you said is okay for me to step out and have a little affair with somebody, with Mary, as long as they don't like Mary? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, in some instances, it's, it's an emotional thing. Like, you have not been a good wife to me. You don't take care of my needs. You don't hear me. You don't let me be me. You could have a conversation like that that caused you then to meet up with this Mary and that's what was the attraction, her acceptance of me being me, right? You could have that conversation. You can also have the conversation where you're saying, well, no, I just wondered. So there was nothing you were doing wrong. It was just my own desire, my own need to fill my ego, to stroke my ego. No, 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 no. If I tell you so, that's because I don't want to hurt your ego. But the mm -hmm. truth is, is that I've been married for the better part of my life. Mm -hmm. At 85, I got married. My first marriage was at, um, I think I was 27, 28, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. So I've been married for most of my life. I got mm -hmm. a lot of married friends. And every one of them, only a few of them, but every one of them that cheap. Most of my friends don't cheat. Because we're too old to cheat now, right? But all my friends that cheat is because the woman doing some foolishness that pushes them to have an outside woman. But if the wife find out, they can never admit that they're cheating. The answer is always no. So they can't tell you what you're doing wrong if they're going to tell you no. You see, you're putting, you're, you're putting, the, you're, you're putting the big old men in a paradox because we can't say yes that we're cheating because you're going to put me out. If it's tired, yes, we gotta explain why we cheating. And that can cause problems. So the short the answer only is, way is to always get not. to the core of the problem is to face the problem. The but problem may have been that we needed to separate ages ago. No, 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 no. Problem if if I cheated with an outside woman, I got no problem. You got a problem, not me. And when KB is not acting like 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 a six year old who plays, he don't understand what I'm saying. We will get back to that subject. But what I am saying to those who out there dealing with their pain is that technically what you want to do is to face your pain. You have to have frank conversation. Do we want to save this relationship, don't we? Is there something to save or was this the last straw? And really and truly, I knew the relationship was, was, was faulty for a long time. And this has just made me face up to yes. I was waiting on this as my excuse to leave. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. One of our... <laughs> Someone in the chat box was just saying that they would love to see the show live and that we need to do live video. But we can't because I often, I have to be a hair beating KB for the comments he gets on this radio I make. So it wouldn't be right to show that the horse is violent. <laughs> <laughs> oh good god uh, so, so kind of, um, DJ Pocket always also made the suggestion that we should go live in the show with a video <laughs> <laughs> the truth is that I don't think Emma and I are quite ready for that yet <laughs> I'll be having something behind the scene 
<laughs> it's a bit too raucous. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I'm going to turn off the radio. I'm going to turn off the mic and be, <laughs> and be in bad sometimes. And then come back with a nice face. So yes. <laughs> we're not quite ready for that yet. But we can even get there. Give us some time. <laughs> Give us some time. I'm going to make the point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was making the point about us needing to understand that. Look. A really good relationship is about being able to speak your truth, to say who you really are. There are some people who actually would understand having a philandering husband who will not leave, or a philandering wife. Because for them, the things they love about them means more than the, the errors they keep making. And when you remember the humanness of each of us, to be honest, there's never an issue because... Um, we both are, we, we can understand how human the next person is. You can understand being distracted. You can understand having an attraction. You can understand wondering. Because at first, when it happens to you, you are so insensitive. But guess what? Then you just seek somebody to soothe your pain and start talking to this individual. And then you start realizing how easy you rely on this individual. And then you realize how attracted you are to this individual. And then all of a sudden you want to sneak out and spend time with the individual. But guess what? You right where your partner was. So easy. As much as the pain is thing, it's also very, very easy. And a lot of times we have habits that needed changing. And that infidelity is an opportunity to change it. So if you do, for whatever reason, have to want to get out of the relationship and you have every right to if you so desire but make sure that when you make that decision that you're making it not from a place where you're in so much pain that you think you should punish yourself further by then adding loneliness to that pain sometimes you just need to see the body and sometimes you all need to do activities that make you heal it doesn't necessarily mean that the next person is going to leave the, the 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 relationship that they're in the outside relationship but it does often mean that you can put in perspective what you want for yourself and that you need to do because you need to do that as compassionately and as easy as possible to soothe that pain that you're going through so you're the family the digits here two four six five seven two zero two five eight we're gonna take a short break and come right back to you Yeah. Uh -huh. 
Yes, when something is wrong with my baby, something will also be wrong with me. So M just tell us that, you know, sometimes the act of, let's call it betrayal, or the act of stepping out, because one might be betrayal for one body and just moving on for another. But whatever, however you deem that act, that, that may have been the last straw, or that may have been the curtains that needed to fall. My question to her is that I've been in this situation a couple of times and it was always messy. Always messy. I remember leaving a woman again about 15 times because it's leave today and go back tomorrow. And it's, leaving is not easy. How, how, how do you finish a relationship in a good stead and I don't know about remaining friends, but at least, you how will you recommend ending mm-hmm. any relationship? You know, <clears throat> that's what we're talking about, the leaving before when you find out about the infidelity and the horn. The reality is many of us, the reaction is, oh, I done, or oh, it's over, or all these things. And truthfully, that is reacting to societal pressures. Truthfully, you have not actually dealt with a game plan for leaving, you actually haven't, your heart hasn't actually let go. You may feel the betrayal, but that does not mean your heart has broken off from this individual. And you're just pushing yourself to, to be somewhere you're not. And that's why I was talking about accepting where you're at. And, and first of all, forgiving you for loving this person. A lot of times in our breakups, our biggest issue is that we haven't forgiven ourselves for loving this person. We deem them worthy unworthy but then we beat ourselves up for loving somebody who is unworthy when in truth and in fact your ability to love somebody who is unworthy means that you have an immense capacity for love and you shouldn't knock that as something negative but knock it as something positive and as a result once you acknowledge you know i had the ability to love this man this man could be a real ass at times and i was putting up with him and i'm only using that as an example man or woman we all are asses in relationships sometimes um, but your ability to love this individual through ups, through downs, through when they're being difficult, through the rough times, through the embarrassing moment, you were there for them. Pat yourself on the back for having that strength. But at the same time, do not constantly look back at the past and not seek to move forward into the future and say, look, it was nice being there, but I don't need to still be there. And give yourself the permission to move on without necessarily taking a chunk out of yourself for still being there. I spent 16 years. I gave him my whole life. Well, fine. You gave him enough. If you feel that you, you, you invested 16 years, then if you had a bad investment, then start investing with that particular agency, right? So when a relationship comes to an end and you feel like, I've given him, do not stay because you've given him 16 years. Make sure you don't give the person a moment more if that be the case. But only at the point you're ready. So don't do it because people are looking. Don't do it. Give your heart and self time to ease away. Like, it takes a few infractions where you've decided, okay, I've had enough of this. Or I'm tired of that. Or, 
And you have to let yourself constantly work yourself till you become numb. Till you become, it has less and less effect what so, they do because you're expecting it. So basically, the first time I get hungry, you leave. I mean, the first week you get your hungry, you Oh, the first week you're talking time now a, a, a time. I thought you, you you see the way you thought just now. Mm. I thought that I supposed to get hungry after hungry, like Jesus Christ forgive seven times seven because seventy times seven. Seventy times oh creeps. Mm. Seventy times seven forgiveness mm. for hard. The first time I get hard out of there. Well, we all say that, but that's again what you talk about going back seventeen times. It's because you actually are pretending you are where you're not. You're not out of there. First of all, you didn't expect it. It's always a surprise. Secondly, because you didn't expect it, there's no game plan for where you're moving to, how you're moving out, when you're moving. So you don't have like a, a second house that you could just jump on and go to. You can't stand at nobody. You know you need to be at you. So financially, you probably can't just up and leave. There are tons of things trapping you right where you are. And sometimes that trapment is great because it makes you either decide you have to try again, decide which is worth it more, giving up this relationship and the perks. Because look, it's fine to say, oh, he cheated and I left him. But then, are you still lonely? Because as much as he cheated, you had lots of great moments. Was he cheating and you didn't even know? And, I, and truthfully, if nobody had told you, you wouldn't have had a clue? Were you still able to maintain happiness? Were you still happy and contented and well taken care of? Because you have to bear the consequences and not based on what society is saying to you. Because I know the new thing is to add on, oh, well, you could get AIDS, you, get, you could get any number of things from any number of circumstances. But the point is, do you still love this individual? And is the being in this relationship still beneficial to you? Because if it is, don't go leaving because everybody's looking on. You leave when you're ready. And at the point, you are able to, and you will be comfortable. Like, you know what? I love me enough. And I pretty much know I can sustain and entertain myself. Or you don't have enough perks to make me kill up myself to put up with this any further. But if it is that you had a great husband, y'all got along beautifully, y'all were the best of friends, and he wondered because he lawless. And he, but it was always something you were aware of him. You always kind of knew that he had a lawless side. And you're okay with accepting this individual as is, then I believe you should stay I completely believe you should stay. But if you want to leave, just remember it isn't a get up the next morning and walk out situation. It's often you need to get yourself in gear for it mentally. You need to slowly heal. You need to slowly forgive. You need to slowly forgive you, I mean. And then even them. Forgive them and then decide, you know what, I forgive you and I also release you. I don't need to stay in this relationship. It doesn't do me enough good that it's worth it. And once you come to that place of, we're better apart. I'm happier on my own. I think I can find love that is the way I want it. And since you and I weren't connecting and you found a woman that connects with you, I think you should have the freedom to be with her without me feeling bad about myself. And I should have the freedom to be with who I want. Because one of the issues with the trap is you've moved on and I didn't. So it's kind of like who left who in the race. That's how sometimes people react to it. And you just got to be wary of that. All right, I'm going to get one little break here so she can sip a little water and wet your throat and we can come back with this topic. So don't move. Don't move.
your memory got a strange way of playing tricks on you. You know? Once you was in love, you're not in love anymore. Once you were love, but sometimes you're not being love anymore. So if you point come to the point that you're not in love anymore, or you're not being love anymore, what do you do? You know, Em allude to the fact that, or she talked about the fact that you could find yourself ready to move on. But how do you know when you have come to that point? How do you really kind of appreciate well look? It's time for me to just move on. We talked about um when I was saying earlier you don't move out of anger. When you're angry, you're not making your best decisions. When you're in a happy place, when you are good with yourself, when you are practicing emotional hygiene, you are in a position to make the decisions. And that is often the time to decide about a relationship. Not in the middle of the hurt, not when you are at the greatest amount of pain, but when you actually um, are in a good place. So you're, you're saying basically then that, you know, they, they, they have a saying, revenge is better served cold. <laughs> you're saying that you, the decision, whatever decision you're making, whether it's moving on or staying, mm -hmm. should be done in the cold light of the day. Um, where you try to be as dispassionate as possible. Dispassionate or detached? Which one you, you um, As settled as possible. Let's use the word settled. Settled is a better word, yes. Yeah. You want to be actually downright. You want to be in one of your blissful states. You want to be at a point of happiness, a point where you are comfortable with yourself, with life, and you're looking back and you're saying, look, I know what I want for myself. I know where I want me to go. And it does not have you in the picture. Well, well, it, it does not need to have you in the picture. I, I'm glad Em, that you're saying this because I'll I be honest with you. Very few breakups I know goes that way. Usually, um, usually the woman steps out on the man and the man decides, you know what? I'm pregnant in a damn hard he leaves. That's how most of my friends left. I don't know how, 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 how your friends leave them. <laughs> You said the, the woman is normally horny, the man. In my experience, mm -hmm. I don't know none of my friends that steps out. Oh, oh, okay. Well, um, you are a lucky fellow with good friends. But <laughs> for the rest of us, I'm not going to say statistically who does more. It's actually relevant statistically who does more. What is irrelevant is only to the people who are in it. And the truth be told is that after you have made the acknowledgement, the, the, often all the horn does for you is make you aware of let us take an introspective look at this relationship. And often it is an assessment of where are we going. And we, we can do this without the horn, but we, we rarely do. We wait for something traumatic like a horn or a death or some other tragedy in the relationship or in our lives for us to then take an introspective look. When you are also at your greatest amount of pain, that is not a good time to take that look. So, I've worked out that you've horned me. I've worked out that either I've worked out I can forgive you. But the question isn't about whether I can forgive you for horning me. The question is, was this a sign that this relationship needed to take another direction? And that's what you need to ask yourself. Because it's not such a hard thing that you've been horned. 
everybody deals with rejection. So it's about managing that rejection. But often what it really is a sign of is, let's take an assessment of this relationship. Are we going the same places? Do you want what I want still? Are we able to work through this? Do you want to work through this? Is there so much apathy between the two of us? It is near pointless. This horn was just a, a blessing on two people who weren't willing to face up to the fact that we did over ever since. Because truthfully, and that's often a sign when the only thing you worried about in the horn was how many people knew. If you are more taking it from a point of view of how hurt you are and how betrayed you feel and and those it's a good indication you still have feelings. But then you only worried about so so who else they know know about you and this horn? And you worried about how you can look, it's probably a good indication that emotionally it ain't really hurting you. So really and truly, guys, let me give you some good advice. If you plan to harm your wife, wish I don't advertise. But if you plan to harm your wife, make sure nobody don't find out, okay? That way, she won't got that to, to David. Well, truthfully, um, if someone is discreet with their infidelity, it often is never as big an issue as if other people you find out. what I wanna? Keep it low, guys. Keep it on the down low. There's a whole other scenario that we're not getting into in this particular show. But what I will say is, it is something you need to look at. And you need to take stock of your relationship. And stop waiting for things like this incident to say to your partner, look, this relationship get boring and stagnant, and I would like some spice in it. I feel that I've spent my entire life dedicating myself to you, the kids, whatever. I need some adventure, and you're not providing it. But you could. And that's what I want. That's why I want to step out. That's why I feel this attraction to somebody else. Because you don't do nothing different. Or you are so miserable and hard to please. I have decided it's just easier to be in a relationship with somebody easy. But because we married and we got the kids, I still keep it at the front. But truthfully, my heart left ever since. You need to be more honest. We need to be more honest. Because truthfully, I think sometimes we are stopping each, each other from growing. In the direction we really need to be going in. So we are stagnant and holding on to these old memories. Back no memory lane. Sometimes you're stuck at the beginning of the relationship. When the beginning of the relationship over. Six weeks after the relationship. And you're still talking about the times when he used to carry you dinner. But he ain't carry you for the last 20 years. It's a pretty good indication he ain't carrying back wrong. And if that's what you want and is meaningful to you. Ask for it. And when you realize after repeated asking. After repeated giving. After repeated negotiation. That that's not coming. Let it go. Because you cannot stay stuck in the past. And you cannot stay stuck waiting. Life is too short. And I am not advocating people not be married or not fight for your marriages. But we often fight a little too late is the point I'm making. We often fight when things are already so far downhill. There's so much water under that bridge. It, it just waiting for the tsunami waves. And don't wait till then. Have the conversations long before. Have those frank conversations. Say exactly how you're feeling. Say how frustrated you are. Say how this is what you want for your life. And you're bored with how it's going. And you want something different. And ask that individual. Make them aware of how important this is to you. Even threaten or say you're at the stage of you would like to cheat. Because it may not be that you want oh, to create oh, that yeah, yeah. opinion. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So then... Um let me get this straight. Mm. You should be bold enough mm. that to admit to your partner mm. 
that you are about to cheat. If it is for the purpose that you're saying this, our relationship is dying and it's so stagnant, it's killing me, that I'm ready to step out on you. When I do that, should I be also be prepared to, yep. to get poisoned? Well, yes. You should also watch what you eat and be very careful about late nights and sleep with one eye open. No, that's what I am saying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. This is a very serious. I'm sorry that me and KB laugh so often. We just can't help ourselves. It's it's yes. It's how we interact. But reality is that look, a lot of times you are crying out for help. You have been asking for help. You're repeatedly saying the same things over, and nothing that you're trying to communicate is getting there. You've read the books, you're doing the talks, or better yet, you just feel helpless and un unsure what to do to revive the relationship. And sometimes that's a personal cry. Sometimes it's a cry where your partner is suffering and you're sitting by watching and it's killing you. It's Sometimes it's all types of things. But the reality is, is you cannot make that relationship better unless you're willing to talk about it. And we don't often talk about it. We often aren't being frank. We often are skirting around issues. We are, we are hiding behind masks. We are pretending and we are putting up with things we hate. And then hating these individuals we used to love. Because we haven't told them we've changed. And then we are unforgiving to their changes. Or their lack, or that the fact that their change is in a different direction. And we need to be more frank. More honest. More upfront, So that there's less need for the horn. And once it has happened. you have That is all it is. It's an indicator we needed to have this talk a while ago. So then have the talk. But don't spend the talk asking, so what you do and where you went and all that. Them, them is questions that can create greater pain. Ask questions like, look, what was going on for us? What is it that, that you wanted from me that I wasn't giving you? What is it you were saying that I wasn't hearing? What is it you wanted different? Because I either decide whether I can fulfill it or whether, look, that's never going to be on my list. So maybe you would be happier with this other individual. Maybe we could take a break. Maybe we shouldn't take a break. Maybe we should end. Maybe we should do a whole number of things. Maybe we should start dating all over again. Maybe it should have been the two of us that had an affair. To add some spice to our relationship. But you need to ask those important questions. That will bring you to peace. P-E-A-C-E. Not P-I-E-C-E. Oh, Lord. She preempted me. She preempted yeah, me. I see a look on his face. I knew that question was coming. Sweet little family, <laughs> we can take a short break. Come right back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm going to go to the studio. Oh, are you ready? No, let me over that. Give me something Off my back, he knows he can fly. 
trust me with his light But each time he leaves me alone Leaves me alone with his wife I wish he didn't trust me so much I think he really trusts me too much How can he be so blind We both got the same good taste But he should know when he's gone Gone on his business trips I can't help watching this woman Without losing my grip I wish he didn't trust me so much I think he really trusts me too much Oh, I swear, oh But it's something about the way, the way she makes me feel Lord, I'm scared, so scared of what I do And she starts to feel in the same way too Yeah, we got a problem, baby trust me too much Listen to me Not that she leads me on I'm getting there all by myself But just being with her, being with her all alone I can't help but hoping that it never comes home But she didn't trust me so much I think you really trust me too much Trust is a funny thing. Anyhow, we're talking about closing the door, mm-hmm. moving on. But moving on is never easy, huh? Mm-hmm. Talking from a personal experience, the few times that I was put out, I had to move on. I always find myself 
Vision Iron back or one in back. Or even the slightest nudge running back. And not actually both physically and mentally. So how do you close that door? Really close that door. Mm -hmm. And put yourself in a position and in a mental place to move on to make better of your life. How how do you do that? Well, you know what keeps us is guilt and fear that we've made the wrong decision. Guilt that you weren't perfect in the relationship. You could have done this differently. You could have done that differently. You could, But you didn't. And you didn't because you didn't know any better. You're as perfect as you are in the moment that you are. And every moment that you learn something new, then you become more perfect. So it's it's a constant state and change. And what happens to us is we get stuck beating ourselves up and judging ourselves more than anything else about suppose I made a mistake. Well, guess what? Suppose you didn't. And is anything really a mistake? Or are you going to ask for better because you didn't know you could ask before you didn't know you could preset the rules you took what you got before and made as much lemonade as you could but guess what that created an ulceric stomach and you can't drink no more lemonade so you need to be making fresh things you need to try a little mobby some sorrel some sour you need to try other drinks because the reality is is you did the best you could but no you have the option to choose which drink you actually like may never have been lemonade so what is it you really like? And if you like it, ask for it. What do I want in my new relationship? What would I want if I could have the perfect and ideal relationship? You know what you didn't want based on the relationship you just left. You know what you didn't want based on the numerous relationships you don't, you didn't want. Find the opposite of that and ask for it. Ask for it and know you have every right to it. Because our perception of our worthiness is where we fall all the time. We perceive whether we're worthy or we're not. And truthfully, God says, ask. He doesn't, he doesn't say you determine your worthiness. He determines the worthiness. And even whether you're worthy or not, the asking means you're going to get. That's what he said. That you ask and I shall deliver. So it had nothing to do with whether you're worthy or not. It had to do or your perception of your worthiness. And the reality is a lot of us are stuck not believing we're worthy. And as a result, we leave a relationship and we decide we don't accept love anymore. When in truth and in fact, the love is the best part of any relationship. And as a result, when it goes, you need to look for a fresh garden to plant love for it to flourish again. Because love is a great thing. Love is fantastic. It does wonderful things for you. When you are in love, you do not complain a lot. When you are in love, things don't fret you a lot. When you are in love, your body is healthier. So it means it's a good thing and we should not keep ourselves from it because one relationship went bad. You got to let that go. That's the past. You have to see that as blessings for having it, blessings for all it taught you, all you learned from it, all the wonderful experiences it brought you, all the bad experiences it brought you to make you know to ask for better. And then accept fresh love, fresh and sweetened love by what you want love that you are deserving of and love that you know exactly how you want shaped and to look like as opposed to accepting things before that because you thought you had to take them pulling love in in the way you want it 
and knowing that you're deserving it. Our biggest problem is how we beat ourselves up. How we decide, oh, well, um, I deserve she treated me so. Okay, that body didn't appreciate you in all your ways and facets. Does it mean you don't deserve being appreciated for who you are? Well, the whole reason God brought us is for our uniqueness. So our uniqueness must have its perfection within it. You are perfectly unique and you are perfectly who you are. So you have to accept that even more than the next person. And if no one ever comes along to love you again, you need to shower yourself with that love in the meantime. But what we do is we end relationships and we decide that they never fall in love again. And you're going through that and your heart can't. Really? The heart is designed for that. Taking X amount of blows and going again. Picking itself back up. And, and going again and going again and going again till it fits you. It's like trying on shoes in a shoe store. But not knowing your size. So you try one too small. You try one too big. You know, till finally you get one that fits. But when you find that one that fits, it is so worth it. Actually, there are a number of shoes on the way to the one that fit that still has got some sweet parts in it. And you got to accept that. you got to accept yourself and allow yourself to have that. We spend too much time beating ourselves up. Way too much time. And it's pitiful. Yes, we find, spend too much time. Remember, sweet little family, our digits here, 246-572-0258. We're coming right back to you.
I found love on a two way street. So you for me, for me, I haven't really realized it as yet, but usually when the music is chosen, it's chosen to complement what is being said or a question that is coming up. And love on a two way street was supposed to preempt a question. I'm just saying that. Get rid of this music. Hold on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I have your full of undivided attention. I'm just indicate that when you're moving on, you should ask for what you want in a relationship. You want this, you want that. She did say something that very true, which I, I wish we had time to cover. That just because you got hurt, you shouldn't shut down shop and you say you ain't loving no more. I got too many friends who have done that. Too many women friends who got out of a relationship in the early 40s or late 40s and have never got into other relationship again. But that's a, a topic for another show. What we're talking about tonight is taking the horn and after taking the horn, how to deal with it, how to move on. And she's saying, next time you're moving on, ask for what you want. You know, life is funny. Just because you ask for it, you may not get it. Because you did not get flour and gingerbread. And make a man, you found a man. So just because you ask for things, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get them. And if you got a Mr. Perfect in your mind, and Mr. Perfect don't come along, what do you do? Do you stick up for Mr. Perfect? Or you take a man... I'm hope to molly into Mr. Perfect. What do you think, Em? Wow. I don't know if um molding works because people change at their own pace. But asking for what you want doesn't necessarily mean that somebody else is gonna give it to you. Asking for what you want and knowing what you want often means you will find ways to make sure you get what you want. So it's not so much that you have a, a perfect made man. Or this man has to fit all these wonderful criterias. Actually, I think that that traps us a lot of times because we are looking for that love or those things to come out of somebody else. But there are certain things that we cannot live without that we should ask for and hold to. So, for example, if you have certain value systems and you see that that person does not have the same value systems, why fight with them over? They can't get them now. You're not going to get them in time to make you happy. So it might be best for the things that you find hardest to live without. You hold on to those particular prerequisites. But the things that you hazy fizzy about, you ain't sure how you feel or ain't really that important. Those ones then are the beautiful ones that you get to grow into in the relationship. But the things, the foundation things that you need in that individual, ask for. Believe you deserve it. And actually... You will find it. It's a case of you actually don't believe you can find it. And you actually think that when you stop judging yourself, you are far easier on people and your expectations of them. You give them far more room to make mistakes, to be themselves, to even show their true colors. Because a lot of times people don't get to show you who they are because they don't trust you either. And so they don't want to be vulnerable with you and they don't want to be hurt by you. And we're all coming with this baggage of, oh, I don't want to be hurt. You know what? We would do better to decide, okay, I'm just going to get an armor 
And I'm going to try to protect myself, but at the same time, I'm going to go to battle. I'm going to risk going to battle. And in my armor, these are the things I'm going to put in for myself. I'm going to be kind to me. I'm going to be compassionate to me. I'm going to forgive me. I'm going to forgive the next body who comes along. And then I realize, at the point I realize, them in for me, it doesn't, I don't have to degrade them. They don't have to say, I have to be wrong with them. They're just in what I want. Because we often act like, want something isn't what we want. There's something wrong with it. It's just what I want. There's nothing wrong with chocolate ice cream, but I like vanilla. Absolutely never wrong with chocolate. And the same applies to individuals. Can I, can I have both? You, mm, are you saying that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's what started this conversation in the first place. Oh, you Your mean? need for both. Decide you can get cookies and cream, which is a mix, or you can get swirly with the chocolate vanilla swirl. But don't try. In the meantime, oh, in other words, get into a game. I, I, it's, it's unfair for me to get... Mm -hmm. it, it, it is Trying to get both chocolate mm -hmm. and vanilla ice cream will get me in trouble in the first mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Decide you eat again a swirly or cookies and cream. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Ask for that from the beginning. Because, you know, there are all types of people. So there got to be one that can match you or one close enough that you can work with. Well, maybe maybe um, I need two people to work with. And if you find the woman, if you find two people to work with uh -huh. and both of them are quite happy with that arrangement, uh-huh. Then you got what you wanted, didn't you? Lord, you think I could try for three? You could, mm -hmm. yes, because they're Muslim women who have to put it with many ways. So there are other women out there who don't have an issue with infidelity. Because though that breaks up all relationships, you know. What is that? Infidelity is not the only thing that breaks. Finance breaks up relationships far worse than infidelity. People can actually rationalize infidelity far more than they can rationalize financial pain. Oh. Yes. So basically, once I take care of my women, I should be all right. Yes. The they might not mind. Oh, this time I wasted my time. Yes, you can actually find women that will accept too. I'm not telling you every woman. I'm not telling you that managing to our tree, according to you, is going to be easy. So know what you're taking on. Make sure you're a man that can actually handle the job you, you, you sign up for. But if you could, there are tons of people in those relationships and there are tons of very happy women who know that they share their partner. I have no difficulty with it whatsoever. And I do not judge them because if it makes you happy, it is better to be happy than to be right. Yeah. So be happy. Yes, yeah, okay, lover. Three. I talk about three of the other side. I talk about me and two more. I talk about three. There's plenty of me to go around. I'm a big man. Three in the family. We're going to come back in one tune. Then we're going to come back and wrap up. Hang in there. We're coming back at one. <laughs>
family for being with us uh it means so much having y'all up there and enjoying our show or at least listening and i hope that in some ways uh these conversations actually help so just want to recap first of all horn uh the horn is about the betrayal if the betrayal actually gets as far as sex so be it but the betrayal can happen at conversation level the betrayal can happen at friendship level the fact that you've chosen a friend other than me and how much I wanted your friendship, it can still feel like a great betrayal. And what you're really dealing with is your rejection. You feel rejected that someone else was chosen over you. You feel rejected that you're no longer first in this person's list, that this person doesn't want you as their only, your, their world is not centered around you anymore. You feel that level of rejection. And if you are feeling that rejection, then you actually feel that you've been stabbed or cut or bruised. And you need to address it with some emotional hygiene. You need to take better care of you and do things that make you feel emotionally better. Lashing out only is venting. It gets things off your chest. But doesn't necessarily mean that you're closing that wound. So to close the wound, you need to do some TLC for you. Um, 
remembering that you are worthy of love and that the fact that this person is unable to deliver it does not change your worth. You are always worthy. You are always blessed and, and deserving and all those other things. And just because this person can't right now at this moment deliver that kind of attention and love and appreciation for you you desire does not change your own value. And once you can remember that and do exercises like writing that down, writing down what your value is, writing down your feelings, writing down how you, what's hurting, acknowledging what's hurting, and then not feeling guilty for that kind of hurt and, and the betrayal you're feeling, you can start the healing process. And that's very important. So remember that. The next step. The next step is that this, Infidelity is a sign of a conversation that needs to happen, that needed to happen for some time, and a conversation of where we're going from here. Where we're going from here does not mean the end of the relationship. It can sometimes mean that that same person and you take on a new relationship and a new, better relationship if you so desire and if you handle it appropriately. And if you handle it from a place of you healing and then working at healing the relationship, you can actually come out with a relationship that is 10 times better yet you're still involved with the same individual. If that conversation leads you to, we don't want the same things, we're not about the same things, we don't approach situations the same way, um, and as a result, I'd like my freedom because I'd like the happiness of something better and different, then that conversation is equally important, and you should make that move. But you should make that move gradually when you're ready at a pace that is healthy and, and allows you to detach slowly and at a comfort that leaves you not shattered is always best. So I don't want you in a room crying by yourself and not eating for days. I mean, fine, crying is great, but let's not overdo it too because it has two sides. So although it, it's like tiny bandages and it's great for you in the moment, don't stay in a state of depression. Don't stay in a state of moping. Don't stay in a state of life has to go on. You know, one of the beauties of having kids is it doesn't often allow you that time to wallow as long as you probably would like to if you didn't. So get up, get out, treat you good, do things you like to help you heal and remember to be good to you. Um, the decision from here on is how do I get better? Acknowledge that decision, go after that decision, ask for what you want. And then know that you're deserving of it. And then allow it to happen. But do not close shop because this person hurt you. It is not the end of love. Love is a beautiful thing that is continuous. And yes, hurt is a part of loving. Because without the pain of hurt, you don't have the capacity to love anyway. You don't have the real depth of what love can do for you when you enjoy it to its fullest. So what you want to do is enjoy loving. Enjoy loving. Get back out there. If you decide to end this one, don't make it your last relationship. Make it a door for a new and wondrous one that is even more fulfilling. Or if you, it may take a while to find that thing, but don't be frightened. Get back out there. I said I'm off. Sorry. Well, so is our family. This has been the Ems Ears. And this is King Bang here in Chambers. So, Kalava, you just ask a question which is right pertinent. If a woman got a wife and he already told the outside woman that he got a wife, but then he go and get a third woman, 
Is he cheating now on the outside woman? <laughs> so, so Columbia, we're not going to answer that one tonight. For next week. We're going to save that topic for next week. <laughs> well, whatever we do. So make sure you tune in next week, baby D, with multiple relationships and and a little bit of um this hard thing we, we go so you know family it been a pleasure here being here one more time thank you guys for listening this is king brown and chambers and with one song we close out have a good night all Let's